Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Pupnueve as your hosts, we strive to help you as players and game masters, or as we say, story weavers, from the aspiring to the veteran with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. So grab a beverage, sit with us, and remember, steal everything, and have fun. This episode, we are talking about the Player's Handbook Cleric Edition. Boo! <laughs> Yay! You don't Magic. like Cleric Storm? Never really have. Interesting. A, a little bit too much goody two-shoe for me. At least mm. that's the way they were played back in the day. Sure. Was, you know, you couldn't have a bladed weapon. You couldn't, you know, couldn't kill anybody. Heaven forbid, you'll turn evil. <laughs> I never understood that. You're going to be evil and still a cleric, huh? Right. <laughs> um, no, ne never been the biggest fan. Yeah, wish you could say that about any magic user, but true. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll read really quickly what the player's handbook has to say about clerics. Uh, arms and eyes upraised toward the sun and a prayer on his lips and elf begins to glow with an inner light that spills out to heal his battle worn companions. Chanting a song of glory, a dwarf sings his axe in wide swaths to cut through the ranks of orcs arrayed against him, shouting praise to the gods with every foe's fall. Healers and warriors, divine magic, as the name suggests, is the power of the gods flowing from them into the world. Clerics are conduits for that power, manifesting it as miraculous effects. The gods don't grant this power to everyone who seeks it, but only to those chosen to fulfill a high calling. Uh, they are divine agents. Not every acolyte or officiant at a temple or shrine is a cleric. Some priests are called to a simple life of temple service, carrying out their god's will through power and prayer and sacrifice, not by magic and strength of arms. In some cities, priesthood amounts to a political office viewed as a stepping stone to higher positions of authority and involving uh, no communication with a god at all. True clerics are rare in most hierarchies. So there you have it. <laughs> Basically a cross between a paladin and a wizard. Basically. Yay. Yeah. You get spell slots, you get uh, cantrips and all this, all the fun stuffs. Clerics have always been interesting because they're um, most people just assume that they're all healing, all mm -hmm. only healing. And uh, as we're going to see, clerics have a wide range of spells, spells at their disposal. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Um, we're going to go slightly in-depth, but the quick build uh, for characters, you would need uh, Wisdom as your highest ability score, followed by Strength or Constitution, and second, choosing the Acolyte background. You get a 1d8 for uh, your hit dice. Um, at higher levels, you get 1d8 plus your Constitution modifier above first level. Your proficiencies are Light Armor, Medium Armor, Shields, Weapons of all simple weapons. You get no tools. You get saving throws of wisdom and charisma. And you get to choose two skills from history, insight, medicine, persuasion, or religion. And the usual they get, standard. They get tools. They are considered tools. <laughs> but you, but you. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. No, that's good. <laughs> um, and then uh, the standard, spell like spellcasting. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the we same all stuff. Know that. Yeah. Yep, mm -hmm. three cantrips, blah, blah, math, math. Yeah. Are you sure you don't uh, want me to go over it? <laughs> no, because we, we went over it in another episode. I think the Wizards is the one Wizards. we actually went over through it. Um, but it's literally the same paragraphs. Um, all The only thing we're changing is what skill you're using for your spells. Which is wisdom. Which is wisdom. 
So hey, let's it's move wisdom. on. Hey, it's wisdom. Divi divine domain. Choose one domain related to your deity. Knowledge, life, light, nature, tempest, trickery, or war. Each domain is detailed at the end of the class description, and each one provides examples of gods associated with it. Your choice grants you domain spells and other features when you choose it at first level. It also grants you additional ways to use channel divinity when you gain that feature at the second level and additional benefits at 6th, 8th, and 17th. And they got specialized Ooh. spells. Each domain comes with their own like little group of spells that you can have that you can choose a little extra. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's, it's not a bad it's not a bad deal as far as that's concerned. They got their own I guess you could say specialized spells. So, Pup, go ahead with the rest. Next is Channel Divinity. At second level, you gain the ability to channel divine energy directly from your deity, using the energy to fuel magical effects. You start with two such effects, Turn Undead and an effect determined by your domain. Some domains grant you additional effects as you advance in levels, as noted in the domain description. When you use your Channel Divinity, you choose which effects to create, you must then finish a long or short rest to use your channel divinity again. Some channel divinity effects require saving throws. When you use an effect for this class, DC equals your cleric spell save DC. Beginning at 6th level, you can use your channel divinity twice between rests. And beginning at 18th level, you can use it three times between rests. When you finish a short or long rest, you regain your expended uses. The first channel divinity, the one that you get is turn undead. As an action, you can present your holy symbol and speak a prayer censoring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails its saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. A turned creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. For its action, it can use only the dash action or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action instead. So basically, it turns from a normal zombie you find shambling into the World War Z zombies as it's trying to get away from you. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And remind, and zombies only have a 20 movement speed, so their dash is going to look a little slow. A little, a little sus slow. a little slow <laughs> they're only moving an extra 10 before most people can move <laughs> yeah it's <just> like <laughs> um we always go through this uh argument but ability score improvements at fourth eighth 12th 16th and 19th level get your feats um just don't don't do yeah. the ability score it's the unless you roll really shitty yeah right. unless you roll really <laughs> crappy if you do the rolls and you roll really shitty go ahead and take the ability score improvements because you're only going to be able to move up one if you don't yeah but if you if you roll really shitty and you pick the right feats they're going to bump up some of your your skills anyway and still give you extra stuff so that's my argument for that i hate rolling a six and only being able to go up to seven yeah, no, well, yeah, me up that's true. Yeah, <laughs> don't roll a six. Yeah, don't don't roll a six, or uh, have days. a have a really nice DM that's like, hey, you should Go ahead and roll those. that one over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Did Which, you, did... by the way, story weavers, you can do that. Yeah, it's your world. Yep, my uh, the way that uh, the way uh, yeah, that's that's English right there. 
the way out. that I do the way that I do uh, rolls for character skills and stuff. If you roll a one, you get to re-roll that die, so that way you don't end up with you know four d six that all landed on ones, which I've done. I've seen that. Fun. Yeah, it's. I've seen that. You're <laughs> like, you know what? Can I just re-roll a character because this one's dead. It's already dead. <laughs> it's like we have we haven't even started yet. No, seriously, it's, it's dead. Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, destroy undead at fifth level. When an undead fails at saving throw against your turn undead feature, the creature is instantly destroyed if its challenge rating is at or below a certain threshold, as shown in the destroy undead table, which is basically at fifth, eighth, eleventh, fourteenth, and seventeenth. You get. A little bit of a higher CR level from one half all the way up to four. There you go. The second best thing about clerics is there's something called a destroy undead table. Yeah, I <laughs> love that. Uh, the first, the first, the best thing about clerics and paladins both is divine intervention. Mm -hmm. Beginning at tenth level, you can call on your deity to intervene on your behalf when your need is great. Imploring your deity's aid requires you to use your action, describe the assistance you seek, and roll percentile dice. If you roll a number equal to or lower than your cleric level, your deity intervenes. The DM chooses the nature of the intervention. The effect of any cleric spell or cleric domain spell would be appropriate. If your deity intervenes, you can use this feature again. You can't use this feature again for seven days. Otherwise, you can use it again after you finish a long rest. At 20th level, your call for intervention succeeds automatically. No roll required. <laughs> that, I, I kind of like that. My problem is I tend to do it a lot. Yeah. And I'm usually really good at talking like people into things. Mm -hmm. So it comes to a point where they're like, just no. No, yeah. they're done with you. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be my champion, not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then we get into divine domains, which is, I guess, Ooh. kind of, you know, our subclasses of sorts for clerics. Uh, so in a pantheon, every deity has influence over different aspects of mortal life and civilization called a deity's domain. All the domains over which a deity has influence are called the deity's portfolio. For example, the portfolio of a Greek god, Apollo, includes the domains of knowledge, life and light. As a cleric, you choose one aspect of your deity's portfolio to emphasize, and you are granted powers related to that domain. Your choice might correspond to a particular sect dedicated to your deity. Apollo, for example, could be worshipped in one region as uh, Phobius, a radiant Apollo, emphasizing his influence over the light domain, uh, and in a different place as Apollo Aceus, healing, emphasizing his association with the life domain. Each domain's description gives examples of deities who have influence over that domain. Gods are included from the worlds of the Forgotten Realm, Greyhawk, Dragonlance, Eberron campaign settings, as well as from the Cleric, or the Celtic, Greek, Norse, and Egyptian pantheons of antiquity. So you get really you could just choose whatever god you like and make a domain. Out you can of make those up things. one. You can make up one, which is always really fun. Pup. Yes. The um What's the first domain we're doing? Knowledge domain. Knowledge. Knowledge. There we go. Mine are out of order. My bad. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, I was like, which is the first domain? I was hoping someone would say something before we start. Nope. <laughs> oh, darn it. Uh, the god of knowledge, including Ogma, Bakob, Jillian, Orion, and Thoth. Thoth, yes. 
uh, value learning and understanding above all. I didn't want to butcher them. But um, you did anyway. You did anyway. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love giving you the really complicated words because I sit there and watch. <laughs> um, like some when, you, when you did the ruin night. Oh, no. <laughs> some teach that knowledge is to be gathered and shared in libraries and universities or promote the practical knowledge of craft and invention. Some deities hoard knowledge and keep it secret to themselves. And some promise their followers that they will gain tremendous power if they unlock the secrets of the multiverse, which is kind of where I stand myself. <laughs> As a knowledge domain cleric, you get access to um, more cleric spells, including... We're not limited to command, augury, non-detection, arcani, legend of lore. And at first level, you learn two languages of your choice. You also become proficient in your choice of two of the following skills. Arcana, history, nature, or religion. Your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability checks you make that uses either of these skills. Which you also awesome. get... Yeah, it is. You also get channel divinities. Um, at second level, and I'll let uh, the next person take it from there. I was wondering if you were just going to keep going. <laughs> I was just going to go for it. I thought that was I, I thought it was part of the first level thing for a minute. Yeah, you um, know, was there's like, like these like red words that have like bolded letters, and that's usually like sections. It's just a thought. <laughs> so channel divinity, knowledge of the ages, starting at second level. You can use your channel divinity to tap into a divine well of knowledge. As an action, you choose one skill or tool. For 10 minutes, you have proficiency with the chosen skill or tool, which is why they don't get proficiencies at the beginning, because at second level, you could just choose whichever one for 10 minutes. <laughs> channel divinity, read thoughts. At sixth level, you can use your channel divinity to read a creature's thoughts. You could then... Use your access to the creature's mind to command it. As an action, one creature that you can see within 60 feet of you, the creature must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature succeeds on the saving throw, you can't use this feature on it again until you finish a long rest. If the creature fails to save, you can read it, its surface thoughts, uh, those foremost in its mind, reflecting its current emotions and what it is actively thinking about. Usually if it's a creature, it's yum, mm -hmm. food. When it is within 60 feet of you, the effect lasts for one minute. During that time, you can use your action to end this effect, cast the suggestion spell on the creature without, and cast the, the suggestion spell on the creature without expending a spell slot. The target automatically fails at saving throw against the spell. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's a that's really awesome. unused, yeah. That's awesome. Next like is that. potent spell casting. Starting at eighth level, you add your wisdom modifier to the damage you deal with any cleric cantrip. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Next is visions of the past. Starting at 17th level, you can call it visions of the past that relate to an object you hold or your immediate surroundings. You spend at least one minute in meditation and prayer, then receive dreamlike, shadowy glimpses of recent events. You can meditate in this way for a number of minutes equal to your wisdom score and must maintain concentration during that time as if you were casting a spell. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or a long rest. The two there included are object reading. Holding an object as you meditate, you can see visions of the object's previous owner. After meditating for one minute, you learn how the owner acquired and lost the object, as well as the most recent significant event involving the object and its owner. If the object was owned by another creature in the recent past within a number of days equal to your wisdom score, you can spend one additional minute for each owner to learn the same information about that creature. Or area reading. 
As you meditate, you see visions of recent events in your immediate vicinity, a room, street, tunnel, clearing, or the like up to, 50, up to a 50-foot cube. Going back a number of days equal to your wisdom score. For each minute you meditate, you learn about one significant event beginning with the most recent. Significant events typically involve powerful emotions such as battles, betrayals, marriages, murders, births, funerals, and however they also might include more mundane events that are nonetheless important in your current situation. That's a lot of RP stuff. Yeah. It's a, a very niche domain. Yeah. It is. I could I can't see you sitting in the middle of battle. Hold on a second, I'm gonna hold this rock. Yeah, right. Give me a minute. I have to meditate. <laughs> I mean, or I have to ponder the orb. Hear me out though. Or you could do that in the middle of combat, and that will be a whole different level of RP for your team. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to learn. <laughs> get up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to get healed. <laughs> um, it, hey, listeners, if you uh, use the knowledge domain uh, better than we do, let us know in our email. Contact <laughs> us at occupydungeon.com. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you tell we don't use clerics that often? Uh, I mean, I've used clerics, uh-huh. just not the knowledge domain because I read it and went, no. Nope. <laughs> so I the think I've used domain. a cleric once also. <laughs> Um, I played an undead cleric once. It was really fun. The life domain. The life domain focuses on on the uh, vibrant, positive energy, one of the fundamental forces of the universe that sustains all life. The gods of life promote vitality and health through healing the sick and wounded, caring for those in need, and driving away the forces of death and undeath. Almost any non-evil deity can claim influence over this domain, Uh, particularly agricultural deities such as Shantia, Ry, and Demeter, sun gods such as Lathander, Pelor, and Rehorkti. I haven't read that one in a while. Uh, gods of healing or endurance such as Ilmater, Meshakal, Apollo, and Deansit, and gods of home and community such as Hestia, Hathor, and Baldry. Uh, you get some domain spells, blah, blah, blah. Bonus proficiency. When you choose this domain at first level, you gain proficiency with heavy armor, which is kind of cool. Disciple of life. Also starting at first level, your, your healing spells are more effective. Whenever you use a spell of first level or higher to restore hit points to a creature, the creature regains an additional hit points equal to two plus the spell's level. Next, it's Shadow Divinity, Preserve Life. Starting at second level, you can use your Shadow Divinity to heal the badly injured, as an action, you present your holy symbol and invoke healing energies that can restore a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level. Choose any creature within 30 feet of you and divide those hit points among them. This feature can restore a creature to no more than half of its hit point maximum. You can't use this feature on an undead or a construct, huh. unfortunately. Yeah. Blessed healer, beginning at sixth level, the healing spells you cast on others heal you as well. When you cast a spell of first level or higher that restores hit points to a creature other than you, you regain hit points equal to two plus the spell's level. Okay, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. That is. All right, Divine Strike. At eighth level, you gain the ability to infuse your weapon strikes with divine energy. One on each of your turns when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can cause the attack to deal an extra 1d8 radiant damage to the target. When you reach 14th level, it's 2d8. So this Very is nice. this is the the smite essentially. Yes, basically. Oh, you get smite. Look at that. Yeah. Supreme healing. Starting at seventeenth level, 
when you would normally roll one or more dice to restore hit points with a spell, you instead use the highest number possible for each dice. Ooh. For example, instead of restoring 2d6 hit points to increase, you restore 12 hit points. Just, yeah. Yeah, just max. Yeah. Just max out. Here you go. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now I'm kind of looking at the life domain. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a healer. Yeah. But, I mean, you still have things like Divine Smite that still allows you to do nice damage. And you can choose to have some damaging spells as well. And you get so, heavy armor. And you get, so, yeah. So you could just, you know, if you roll really high on, like, strength and con, just just be a tank that heals. There you go. <laughs> the Light Domain. Gods of Light, including Helm, Lathander, uh, uh, Foltis... Brunchala, the Silver Flame. How? Wait, hold on, Thorn. How are you not reading any of these goddamn paragraphs? You you read the Light Domain paragraph, you motherfucker. Hey, I'm letting people that actually like this shit do it. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about that. I was like, how did we get stuck <laughs> saying all <of> <laughs> It was just the way we started the paragraphs. <laughs> yep, worked out great for me. Okay, Gods of Light, including Helm, Lathander, Foltis, Brankchala, the Silver Flame, Blenis, Apollo, and that name. Uh, <laughs> promote the ideals of rebirth and renewal, truth, vigilance, and beauty after using the symbol of the sun. Some of the gods are portrayed as the sun itself or as a character who, who guides the sun across the sky. Others are tireless sentinels whose eyes pierce every shadow and see through every deception. Some are deities of beauty and artistry who teach that art is a vehicle for the soul's improvement. Clerics of a God of Light are enlightened souls infused with radiance and power of their gods discerning vision, charged with chasing away lies and burning away darkness and being complete douches. Yeah, and they have like the main spells. I don't see that sentence. <laughs> oh, it's there. You just have to be enlightened enough to see it. Ah, but don't pish. Nine times out of ten, when you meet up with a light domain cleric, they tend to be a little pompous. <laughs> they can be. You can totally RP it differently, listeners. You can. <laughs> you can. Or I'm you can speaking from thirty years of experience. <laughs> or you can be the pompous light domain. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. They are, there is a place for a pompous character. True. Uh, I'll read two since one of them short. Bonus cantrip. When you choose this domain at first level, you gain the light cantrip if you don't already know it. So don't choose it so that you get it anyway. Warding flare. Also at first level, you can interpose divine light between yourself and an attacking enemy. When you are attacked by a creature within 30 feet of you that you can see, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll, causing light to flare before the attacker before it hits or misses. An attacker that can't be blinded is immune to this feature. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier, a minimum of once you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Look, a distraction. All right. <laughs> a distraction. <laughs> channel Divinity. Radiance of the Dawn. Starting at second level, you can use your Channel Divinity to harness sunlight, banishing darkness, and dealing radiant damage to your foes. As an action, you prevent your holy... You present your holy symbol. Sorry. You present your holy symbol, and any magical darkness within 30 feet of you is dispelled. Additionally, each hostile creature within 30 feet of you must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes radiant damage equal to 2d10 
plus your okay plus your cleric level on a failed mm -hmm. saving throw and half as much damage on a successful one a creature that has total cover from you is not affected 2d10 oh yeah that's yep. the light domain has its uses man <laughs> yes it does that's Eldritch also why they're prophets yeah just blast deal is 1d10 plus your spell damage modifier but that is in 2d10 plus your yes sir Improved flare. Starting at sixth level, you can also use your warding flare feature when a creature that you can see within thirty feet of you attacks a creature other than you. So you can blind them even though they're not coming at you. Pocket sand. And then potent spell casting at starting at eighth level, you add your wisdom modifier to the damage you deal with your cleric cantrip. Ooh, Again. that's cool. That's we read that one before. Yeah, I just I love I love the uh, the the flare as. I think of it as pocket sand. I could just imagine a cleric like <laughs> pulling something out of its its armor and just like. <laughs> uh, Corona of light, starting at seventeenth level, you can use your action to uh, activate an aura of sunlight that lasts for one minute or until you dismiss it using another action. You emit bright light in a sixty foot radius and dim light thirty feet beyond that. Your enemies in the bright light have disadvantage on saving throws against any spells that deal fire or radiant damage. And your enemies at dim light gain advantage because now they can see better. Oh, wait a minute. That's not actually in there. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny how often we don't really use dim light. As often, oh, yeah. as, often as dim light is written in the player's handbook, we almost never use it. It's like 60 feet of light, or it's just darkness. And then everyone's, oh, it's good. dark vision. And it, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> my, like a DMs. I have dark vision. Yeah. I but, know. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is that no one seems to pay attention to the fact that just because you have dark vision doesn't mean that you can see perfectly as if you're seeing in light. It literally says that it's hard to see. It's in black and white, and your depth perception is fucked. <laughs> So, but it doesn't say that exactly. But well, it should. I paraphrased it. It's fine. <laughs> I like I like the way you phrased it. We should we should rewrite it that way. I think so oh, too. Yeah, I that'd think be we funny. Should, you know, the, actually, rewrite this was, book in our language. That's what I was gonna say. Just <laughs> completely rewrite it, simplify it, make it our own thing. It's still D and D, but there's a lot more fucks in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wizards of the you Coast comes out and go, um, excuse me, there's no fucks in it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just see cleric. Nah, fuck it. Next, <laughs> <laughs> cleric. You're religious. Done. <laughs> Done. You're nature religious. domain. Gods of nature, nature domain. Okay. Yeah. Hey, go for it. Go for it. Oh. Have fun. Gods of nature are buried <laughs> as the natural world itself from inscrutable gods of the deep forest, such as Sylvanas, Obidhai. Shizlev, Balinor, and Pan to friendly deities associated with particular springs and groves, such as Eldath. Druids revere nature as a whole and might serve one of these deities practicing mysterious rites and reciting all but forgotten prayers in their own secret tongue. But many of these gods of clerics as well champion to take a more active role in advancing the interests of a particular nature god. Look at that. You also get nature domain spells, like animal friendship. Bark skin, plant growth, Next. dominate beasts, and echo out of nature. At first level, you learn one druid cantrip of your choice. You also gain proficiency in one of the following skills of your choice: animal handling, nature, or survival. And then a bonus proficiency at first level. 
gaining proficiency, gaining proficiency in heavy armor. It was just hilarious to me that a hippie has heavy armor. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. Can druids even use heavy armor? No. No. Didn't think so. Yeah, That's but cl- druids are hippies. But, but nature clerics can. <laughs> it's the paladin aspect of them. Yeah. Um, channel divinity, charm animals and plants. Starting at second level, you can use your channel divinity to charm animals and plants. Go figure. As an action, you present your holy symbol and invoke the name of your deity. Each beast or plant creature that you can see within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails its saving throw, it is charmed by you for one minute or until it takes damage. While it is charmed by you, it is friendly to you and other creatures you designate. That's heavily RP. That is. Yeah, it is. Next up, you have Dampen Elements. Starting at 6th level, when you or a creature within 30 feet of you takes acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage, you can use your reaction to grant resistance to the creature against that instance of that damage. Yep, next is at 8th level Divine Strike, and it's just like the other <laughs> Divine Strike, except it's not, uh, it's not the light. It's cold, fire, or lightning damage. Yep. Instead of divine. Hey Thorne, Indeed. I'm getting the I'm getting the feeling you don't like clerics. Mm. <laughs> well, hey, to be fair, there's a lot of words. Super. There's a lot of words, and we don't need to read every one of them. Yeah, Master of Nature at 17th level, you gain the ability to command animals and plant creatures. Well, cre- creatures are charmed by you. You charm animals and plants. Feature you can take a bonus action on your turn to verbally command what each of those creatures will do on their next turn. Next is Tempest Domain. <laughs> yeah, no words for that one. No words for that one? At no. all? Uh-uh. Okay. No. I guess this is my go, right? Uh, no, I got it. Okay. Whose portfolio include Tempest Domain, including Talos, Umberly, Card, Zeboim, The Devourer, Zeus, and Thor. <laughs> Those are easy ones. Mm-hmm. Govern storm, God sea, and sky. They include the gods of lightning and thunder, me. gods of earthquakes, some fire gods and certain gods and violence, physical strength, and courage. In some pantheons, the god of this domain rules over other deities. It is known for swift justice delivered by thunderbolts. Zeus! <laughs> In pantheons want... of seafaring people, gods of the domain are ocean deities and the patrons of sailors. Uh, Tempest gods send their clerics to inspire fear in common folk, either to keep these folk on the path of righteousness or to encourage them to offer sacrifices of Ooh. propitiation. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh. To ward off divine wrath. And they have some Tempest domain spells. Ow. Yeah. Uh, bonus proficiencies. First level, you gain proficiency with martial weapons and heavy armor, which Ooh. is really nice. And Wrath Ooh. of Storm, also at first level, you can thunderously rebuke your attackers. Within a cre- with a cre- when a creature within five feet of you that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to cause the creature to make a, dex- a dexterity saving throw. That creature takes 2d8 lightning or thunder damage, which is your choice, on a failed saving throw or have as much on a success. You can use this feature equal to number your wisdom, blah, 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 blah. That's really There's so fun. many domains. There's so many domains, but that's really cool. That yeah. Is. And then you can channel divinity. Destructive wrath. Starting at second level, you can use your channel divinity to wield the power of the storm with unchecked ferocity. When you roll lightning or thunder damage, you can use your channel divinity to deal maximum damage instead of rolling. Nice. Wow, thunderbolt actually... strike. What? Ooh. That's really, really You're cool. You're going to say something, Pop? Yeah. 
That's really, really cool. <laughs> okay. Thunderbolt Strike. A sixth level, <laughs> when you deal lightning <laughs> damage to a large or smaller creature, you can also push it up to 10 feet away from you. Uh, that Divine Strike is the same as the other ones, except it deals thunder damage. Yep. Stormborn, at 17th level, you have a flying speed equal to your current walking speed whenever you are not underground or indoors. Okay, that's fun. That's fun. That's just Tri flying. Yeah. <laughs> trickery Domain. Gods of trickery, such as Tamora, Bashaba, Aladamara, the Traveler, Garl, Glittergold, and Loki, are mischief makers and instigators who stand as a constant challenge to the accepted order among both gods and mortals. They're patrons of thieves, scoundrels, gamblers, rebels, and liberators. Their clerics are a disruptive force in the world, uh, puncturing pride, uh, pro yeah, puncturing pr pride, mocking tyrants, stealing from the rich, freeing captives, and flouting hollow traditions. They prefer page turn the subterfuge pranks deception and theft rather than direct confrontation they get some domain spells which are really cool blessings of the trickster starting when you choose this domain at first level you can use your action to touch a willing creature other than yourself to give it advantage on a dex stealth check this blessing lasts for one hour or until you see this use this feature again okay that's nice nice yeah. Channel Divinity, Invoke Duplicity. Starting at second level, you can use your Channel Divinity to create an illusionary duplicate of yourself. As an action, you create a perfect illusion of yourself that lasts for one minute, or until you lose your concentration, as if you were concentrating on a spell. The illusion appears in an unoccupied space that you can see within 30 feet of you. As a bonus action on your turn, you can move the illusion up to 30 feet to a space you can see, but it must remain within 120 feet of you. For the duration, you can cast spells as though you... We're in the illusion space, but you must use your own senses. Additionally, when both you and your illusion are within five feet of a creature that can see the illusion, you have advantage on attack rolls against the creature given how distracting the illusion is to the target. Nice. Uh, channel Divinity Cloak of Shadows. Starting at sixth level, you can use your Channel Divinity to vanish. As an action, you, you become invisible until you, the end of your next turn. You become visible if you attack or cast a spell. Uh, let's see, this Divine Strike's the same as the others, except Poison Damage. That's sweet. That's so that cool. is nice. Improved Duplicity at 17th level, you can create up to four duplicates of yourself instead of just one when you use Invoke Duplicity. As a bonus action on your turn, you can move any number of them up to 30 feet to a maximum range of 120 feet. Oh. Shadow yeah. Clones. Yeah. Shadow Ninjutsu, right? <laughs> uh, last but uh, certainly not least uh, War Domain has many manifestations it can make heroes of ordinary people it can be desperate and horrific with acts of cruelty and cowardice eclipsing instances of excellence and courage in either case the gods of war watch over warriors and reward them for their great deeds the clerics of such gods excel in battle inspiring others to fight the good fight or offering acts of violence as prayers gods of war include champions of honor and chivalry such as Torm, Heronius, and Kirijolith as well as gods of destruction and pillage, such as Erythnal, the Fury, Grumsh, and Ares, and gods of conquest and dom domination, such as Bane, Hextor, and Mag Maglubiet. Uh, other war gods, such as Tempest, Nike, or Nike? Nike? I don't know. Nike. And Nike and Nuada uh, take a more neutral stance, promoting war in all of its manifestations and supporting warriors in any circumstance. Your bonus proficiency is martial weapons and heavy armor once again. The, the last three give uh, participation <laughs> trophies. 
Yeah, this is essentially <laughs> what it is, yeah. <laughs> War priest. <laughs> From first level, the, your god delivers a bolt of inspiration to you while you're engaged in battle. When you use the attack action, you can make one attack act. One attack uh -huh. as a bonus action. There we go. You can use this feature a number Words. of times equal to your wisdom modifier, a minimum of once. You regain all expanded uses when you finish a long rest. And he, he skipped bonus proficiency at first level. It's martial weapons and heavy I armor. I did not. I said it. Did you? I didn't hear you. Yeah. I think I'm going to listen back and find out you didn't say it. Okay. You edit this one. <laughs> I am. <laughs> channel Divinity Guided Strike. Starting at second level, you can use your Channel Divinity to strike with supernatural accuracy. When you make an attack roll, you can use your Channel Divinity to gain a plus 10 bonus to the roll. At second level? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You make this choice after you <laughs> see the roll, but before the DM says whether the attack hits or misses. Well, this is Jesus. That's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. It's not Jesus. It's a different God. It could be. It could be. You, you don't know, know that. I don't know that. Divine Strike. No, War God's Blessing. Another there you channel go. Divi divinity. <laughs> I saw Channel Divinity and skipped the paragraph because you already read one. At sixth level, when a creature within 30 feet of you makes an attack roll, you can use your reaction to grant that creature a plus 10 bonus to that roll using your Channel Divinity. You make this choice after you see the roll, but before the DM says whether it attacks, hits, or misses. Divine Strike. At eighth level, you gain the ability to infuse your weapon strike with divine energy. It's a 1d8 damage yeah. of the same type dealt by the weapon. There you go. Yeah. Avatar of Battle at 17th level, you can you gain resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical weapons, which is sweet. You become a Except barbarian. the 17th level, most everything you fight is magical, or has magical weapons. Yes. Yeah. I think the best thing about this is literally it's channel divinities. Yeah. Yeah. They give you the most, the best bonuses, and they give them to you early. Yeah. You're getting this stuff at second level, sixth level. They're giving it to you early enough to make a difference. Yeah. The only nerf is how many times you can use your channel divinity, but still, I mean, that's that's really cool. And you can boot, you can buff that if yeah. you're the, the DM yeah. and want to give them a little hand up because once isn't much. No. And um, then with channel divinity, you um, the the buffs are so like large early game that even late game they're not gonna they're not gonna seem like they're a lot weaker since you got them really strong at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I could see a plus 10 bonus to a roll being pretty nifty when you're in a level 19 campaign and uh, struggling against, you know, I don't know, a god war or something. Um. <laughs> I could see it when you're, when you're ninth level struggling and like a, fighting a god. I mean, you know, when people decide to do that, yes. <laughs> I think final thoughts... Uh, I'm interested more in Tempest and um, the, uh, the the trickery domains. I think those are the cool ones for me. Life domain is is one of those things like if you know you're going to be a healer, you know you're going to be your tank, sure, go for the one that's going to give you the most bang for your buck. But as far as what I would want to play, it would have to be trickery or Tempest. Pup? Um, I think that uh clerics are pretty awesome i mean they get a lot of early game uh abilities that are really powerful and their late game abilities kind of help balance everything out so i think mm -hmm. it's really really cool my favorite one has to be the uh light domain one and life domains so nice yeah i i know i gave this one a lot of crap crap and it seemed like i was hurrying it along but it really was really long 
there are a lot of domains. I was just trying yeah. to get through them in a, a expedient time. Yeah. Um, the trickery and the war domain. I mean, it's always going to be war for me, but the trickery could be fun. I, I could do a trickery cleric. I think that would be a lot of fun to do. Um, but overall, I mean, spellcaster, spellcaster. If this is what the stuff you like, this is the stuff you like. Play it. Have fun with it. Plain and simple. So I just read how many words there are in Divine Strike, the amount of times that we read Divine Strike, right? And there's 63 words in that paragraph that all it says is deal an extra 1d8 damage of this type. Yep. So there was a lot of words we skipped, <laughs> listeners. Yes. Uh, but, you know, you've got the gist of it. That's kind of the whole point of this. Um, if we missed something for the player's handbook, let us know in the comments or uh, in our email, which will be in the dibbly do in the podcast show notes, which is contact us at OccupyDungeon.com. Be aware that we now have a website and we're going to be putting up blogs uh, here and there. Um, it's not going to be a whole bunch of them, but there's going to be a few blogs up there. There's going to be ways to get in contact with us um, and see what is up and coming. Uh, speaking of up and coming, we have a new segment. Stardust and Dragons uh, has partnered with us and we're doing Occupied with Stardust and Dragons, which is an after episode talk show uh, where we talk about the lore, character developments, and have some uh, of the cast members on and be able to ask them questions. So give that a listen to. Give Stardust and Dragons a listen. If you like this content, we have a Patreon. We have a Ko-fi link. All of the different links that we have are going to be in our link tree in the podcast show notes. And remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. Hey, Dungeoneers, this is Thorn. Um, please keep listening. Don't stop. Uh, we have some behind the scenes content coming up. It is an actual uh, discussion about whether or not we should re-record this episode. Uh, Pup brought it up that we, he thought that we should re-record um, both Illidine and myself. Uh, declined it said, it said we didn't think we really needed to do it uh, but it's it's a it's an honest question so I wanted to put it out there to you guys to get you guys involved so if you listen to this and you thought it was a little lackluster and thought we should re-record it if we get 10 responses in our email that is uh, contact us at occupieddungeon.com or uh, this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com then we will re-record it uh, we will obey the wishes. We'll re-record it and get it out as soon as we possibly can. So please give this a listen and let us know. Thanks a lot. And don't forget to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. Done. Done. Bonus content. Bonus content. I think we should re-record this one. I fucking hate no. you, Robbie. <laughs> if this audio uh, gets I... corrupted, I would just say, clerics, you're religious. <laughs> and then end the episode. Well... Well, no, it's because we, we did the episode and, like, during the times that we were, like, hurrying it along, um, normally it's, like, we're funny about hurrying it along, but this one gave me the vibe that, like, we just didn't do this. Like, it was, like, we it didn't have that, like, that, um, that, like, caring about the content type feel to it, like, that we, like, that we, like, actually care about what we're talking about. It's not like we were just, like, trying to hurry the episode up and it sounded it didn't sound as like funny as it we normally do when we're like hurrying it up and that's my only problem with it um because like we we're just like oh yeah we're skipping this but like normally like we'll make a joke or like divine strike same thing that you heard before but it's 
it, it, there were like points where I was just like, we sound, I sounded like we just don't want to be here. And I don't know if that's like the vibe I want to give off to people who listen to us, but like, I don't want to be here. Cause like I, I do, but you know, that's just the only reason I feel like we're recording it. Thorn, I understand what you're saying, but no. Okay. I do. I understand what you're saying about it. And I'll, I'll listen to it when I'm editing. And if it's bad, bad, I'll cut it off. But, you know, we were laughing in a lot of spots, too. I think you were getting upset at us for glazing over some things. I mean, um, I wasn't upset about Glade because I could glazed over the divine strikes and bother me. Like I could have skipped the spells. It wouldn't have bothered me either. It was just like at some points it felt it felt that way. And I was just like, I don't want to give that impression to people. Um, who listens to I us. think one of the things that we did was we did interrupt you because like all of us or at least Thorne and I, every single one of all of the subclasses we just skipped the the optional spells and you were starting to go into the lists and so Thorne did cut you off on that one um, just to get and I'm sorry. through it but oh, it didn't bother me to cut me off like, that has, it has nothing to do with anything Like again this is coming from a strictly like the, I, this is what I heard when I when we were going through it. It wasn't like a, it isn't because oh you did something in the episode. Like I'm not like irritated at you guys. Yeah, how dare like, you? I'm just pointing. I'm just pointing out. I'm just pointing out because, like, it, it that's how it sounded like to gotcha. me. But I mean, if you go re if you go re listen to it, it doesn't sound that way to you. Then I mean, I'm I'm one out of three. Like I, that's just my vote to re record it only because. I want to record it with a little more heart than it actually came out than I thought came out in it. I I feel like we're being a little true to it because we don't play clerics all that often. And we did mention that at least at the end, for sure. We said like, I mean, I don't really play clerics that often, but these would be the ones that I like. Um, So I think that part of it is that. And then part of it, as I'm starting to realize I'm losing my voice, I mean, I'm having to clear it a whole lot. Um, (laughs) So that might also make me sound like I'm dead. <clears throat> so I am freaking exhausted right now. Facts. So I might, and I'm, I'm a little, I'm perturbed with some people at work, so I might be coming off as a little short. I don't mean to. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, I, I, it, it's just a weird day, honestly, as well. But like, I, I'm also, like, I'm tired as well. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand where y'all are coming from. I just wanted to point that out because I didn't. I, well, let, I let me listen to it. I'll, I'll tell you honestly if it sounds like it's crap. Yeah. I mean, there's no harm in us actually redoing it if it needs to be done. But if it doesn't, yeah. if we can just get over it and then, you know, shit talk a little more on um, <clears throat> Xanathar's and uh, Tasha's, then, yeah. you know, we'll kind of bring it back. I'm still trying to fix my webcam. That's why my camera's off. Weavers, thanks for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review us as this is how we can grow the podcast and our community. If you think we missed something, have a specific question, or would simply like to send one of us a message, you can contact us at thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to help us keep the lights on, we have our Patreon page and our merch store, which are found in our link tree in the show notes section, and we are now affiliated with arcanavolt.com, where you can get dice, apparel, and other goodies and help us at the same time. That link is also in our link tree. Our intro music was done by The Hobby Hub and Saturn Imaging Production. We have their links in our show notes so you can go check them out. Thanks again for listening. Have fun. Steal everything. And bye.